This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cavalry Audio. Ladies and gentlemen, January 3rd, 2023. Yes, your weekly dose of sanity is back for the new year. First episode of the year here at The Prevailing Narrative and a happy new year to you wherever you may be. Right before the end of the year, a landmark moment in clownhood. A couple of the finest clowns on the internet. Uh, miso- you know, hyper-masculine misogynist provocateur Andrew Tate and everybody's favorite climate scold Greta Thunberg. They get in a bit of a tiff. It is instigated by Tate. He posts a picture of himself in front of some exotic cars bragging about the emissions, uh, how the the large emissions of these cars tagging Thunberg, of course, to troll her over her concerns about the climate and whoever is running Greta Thunberg's Twitter account, because we know she has a massive PR apparatus underlying her uh, tweets back. Yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. Interestingly enough, within 24 hours of that exchange, Andrew Tate and his brother are arrested for sex trafficking in Romania. Very, I don't want to say strange timing because that insinuates that the two are connected. They are not connected, as we're going to get into. Just it's it's just wild that that exchange occurs, and then he's arrested for sex trafficking. You can't make this stuff up. Um, and while I think Tate is a total clown, and we're going to get into some of the you know both uh, the stuff that he's being accused of uh, uh, on the criminal side, and also what we know that he does engage in that is unsavory, that may or may not be criminal. Um, I'd love for him not to matter, but whether you, we cannot deny that he does matter and it all traces back to what I believe is a vacuum in healthy masculinity and a lot of struggles that young men are having right now and so what they're turning to people who are very loud obnoxious and, and you have kind of this forced bluster and bravado but are very loud about it um, like Andrew Tate and he's very popular amongst young men I mean apparently they've done surveys and he he is you know, a lot of young people both men and uh, males and females follow him and you know his place in society and his role in in the new narratives around gender roles and gender politics, they do bear, they, they are worthy of analysis, um, whether or not we we consider him to be an admirable figure. Um, so, you know, the issue of the vast, the, the vacuum in healthy masculinity and also how people always, and particularly in regards to his arrest, um, everybody kind of funnels their their culture war paranoias and anxieties onto a situation like Tate because he's so loud about claiming to be uh, opposing the matrix and a threat to the global elites and everybody just da- just defaults to a culture war explanation even though this all happened his arrest occurred in Romania and all of his commercial activity occurs in Romania um, but everyone lumps their American culture war anxieties 
onto Tate or a situation like this. And so this does all bear analysis. Um, but it, it all traces back to the fact that, you know, young men in America are generally having struggles. Um, a commentator named Jeremiah Johnson mentioned Andrew Tate's meteoric rise to being the number one influencer among teens is evidence that society has no idea what to do with boys. Boys and men are struggling in various in obvious ways at school, fentanyl, suicide, but there's no real solution to be found. Um, another commentator mentioned between Andrew Tate and Jordan, Jordan Peterson, it's clear that there's an unmet demand for extremely campy masculinity. And when they say campy masculinity, you know, it's kind of self-parody, right? That Tate is almost LARPing as this, you know, really aggressive, successful, Gaussian blustery guy who has all the trappings of success of, you know, what an alpha male would have and wealth and woman and women and satisfying all his urges and poking fun at, you know, anyone who might have concerns about social issues and things of that nature and does it to a, an almost self, you know, a self-satirical uh, extent. Um, and then you contrast that with a guy like Peterson, who I do think has a ton more constructive uh, lessons and a lot more of a constructive message to put out there. And you kind of wonder, like, OK, I, I don't necessarily want to lump these two guys in together, but I think that they are related because you look at the reaction of liberal society and the media to a guy like Jordan Peterson, who's making any just variety of very basic common sense observations about gender roles, many you know of which are truths that we have accepted for hundreds, if not thousands of years up till about 2017. And either way, even if you could disagree with him on some of the substance, um, the the reaction to Peterson is completely insane. Uh, uh, the criticism of him as some, you know, uphold a standard bearer of the patriarchy and misogynist and racist just because he thinks that the circumstances of a person's life are dependent on their personal and individual behavior as opposed to oppression that they may suffer as a member of a of a an oppressed or marginalized class. Just because he has those beliefs and also communicates them in a quite poised and in most cases polite manner, um, because he does not give in to the current cultural orthodox about why people's lives are the way they are, they've turned him into the devil. And I think that the reaction to Peterson is why there's space for someone like Tate and why a lot of people find him, uh, find his shtick attractive. Um, I, however, I think that he's been exposed as of this arrest, and it seems like he's in, he's in deep trouble. Um, the Romanian authorities do not screw around. He might be able to bribe his way out of this, but uh, he's probably, and everyone who's lumped, like, as we're going to get into it, lumping their American culture war anxieties onto the situation. Situation. The guy's out in Romania and he's probably doing business with local organized crime figures, pays off a lot of people, might have paid off the wrong people, might have not paid off the right people, um, or may have paid off some people who didn't care that they got a payoff from him and they wanted to make an example of him. And so in just a moment, I'm going to be speaking about all this stuff with my good buddy, Dan Holloway. He is the host of the Citizen and Drinking Bros podcast, um, an army veteran and a really shrewd observer of these of all the issues that we're discussing here in terms of narratives around masculinity, um, how people may misinterpret news stories or culture war items and a guy who's really ste well steeped in history and philosophy and has some interesting thoughts on these issues. So Dan and I are going to get into all of this, the saga of Andrew Tate, the role of Jordan Peterson in society, uh, uh, Andrew Tate as a canvas for people's culture war anxieties and all the rest. So stick around for that with Dan in just a moment. 
So right before the end of the year, of course, we slip in the ultimate canvas for analyzing anything strange on the Internet. All the memes, all the subcultures, the culture war, the situation with Andrew Tate and uh, his uh, his new rival, uh, Greta Thunberg. And then this incident with the two of them going back and forth uh, at it on the Internet. Um, very coincidentally, a day before Andrew Tate and his brother are arrested in Romania on charges of sex trafficking. And for better, or for worse, this guy has become, you know, a good subject matter and fodder and a great canvas for analyzing all the strange things that go on on the internet that, for better or for worse, are very relevant. Someone who is here to discuss it with me today is Dan Holloway. Uh, he is a veteran, uh, an Army veteran, the host of the Citizen uh, and Drinking Bros podcast, and a very shrewd observer of social dynamics, both online and offline. Dan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, uh, it's New Year's, man. Or I guess New Year's <laughs> Eve, technically, but it is. Yes. We are ripping a New Year's Eve podcast here, but uh, it's some. It's one that needed needed a conversation that needed to happen because, as Dan mentioned to me um, before we got started here, you know, for better or for worse, uh, uh, a lot of people say you can't pick your heroes, but maybe you can. And there's an unfortunate dynamic these days that people are picking the wrong heroes, and many have picked this. Tate gentleman. Um, and uh, we have some thoughts on on why people are picking him and, you know, aside from whether or not that's the right thing to do. Um, but even before his arrest um, this week, uh, uh, there are a couple online comments that I thought were pretty, uh, uh, shrew, you know, pretty interesting uh, and why he matters. Um, a guy named Joe Bernstein between Andrew Tate, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, etc. It's clear there's an unmet demand for extremely campy masculinity. Uh, there was another one, Andrew Tate, Liver King. These kinds of charlatans can only generate buzz in a culture that has demonized masculinity as alienated men look towards highly caricatured and clownish versions of the masculinity they feel is denied to them. I actually think that second quote um, is very interesting. Dan, what do you think about these guys or more specifically Tate um, only being relevant because they fill a masculinity vacuum um, that has been created by, you know, by current culture? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that point is pretty well said. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I agree with lumping Peterson in with those guys. I think Correct. that's kind of that's and, and kind we'll, of a cheap shot. True. Um, we'll get he, into the distinctions for sure. Yeah. He's just a he's just a nerd. You know what I kind mean? They, they kind of got dragged into all of this. I mean, not not like kicking and screaming, but uh, this probably wasn't his uh, meeting Peterson. Yeah, yeah, it probably yeah. wasn't Peterson's life path. If you're a if you're a Calvinist, this probably wasn't it, right? For him. sure. Yeah, he was but, an uh, academic. He was yeah. a mild mannered academic. Yeah, but it's. I mean, <clears throat> there's no question that even like all the institutions that protect us in civilized society, whether it be the military or police. Um, good science right the socratic method uh even masculinity itself have been under attack for a good decade and a half plus mm -hmm. now in a concerted way for the last 10 years at least yeah <clears throat> so yeah it's you really would ramped up the last eight to ten years sure it has yeah and you, you would expect this kind of stuff right so um anytime there's any kind of vacuum in a in a in maslow's hierarchy some asshole is going to show up and try to snake oil people you know what i mean and that's what it is mm -hmm. that's 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 all this guy is now it is very concerning to me that um, so many people associated this guy's brutish, dumb behavior with the greater pro-masculinity and anti-censorship movements. I think yep. it's to me, it's kind of the equivalent of taking a diet pill instead of eating right and exercising. You know what I mean? It's a cheap mm -hmm. and, and fuck you way of getting to the point, or at least thinking you're getting to the point that you want to be at. But it's really. Uh, it, it's, it's vacuous. It's, it's completely hollow. All yeah. of this stuff. 
Yeah, uh, someone else, there's another interesting piece that was written today that called him a male-to-male transsexual, that he was going from just a standard male to a kind of LARPing, um, and as they mentioned also, caricature, almost self-satirical version of masculinity that wants all the benefits without the responsibilities. And then you see when they mention the liver king and then, you know, a, a lot of the online masculine personas, um, they take aspects and elements of the cl- the Roman and Greek classics, right? They mm. say that, all right, modern society, modern digitized feminine society does not represent true masculinity so we are more akin to uh i I want i want to reflect the values and the characteristics of these historical masculine heroes and icons that existed in a more fierce primitive society um but then okay if if you're going to do that if andrew tate you want to be fucking genghis khan right well you got to actually go one conquer something yeah she got got to go put yourself at risk Right. You don't do that. You got to go conquer. You know, you got to go lead men. You got to go lead a charge and like improve a society. And I mean, you can say like a Genghis Khan or a warlord um, or a conqueror, uh, obviously, who didn't have all the the best, you know, uh, most positive intentions. But the, the whole idea of this traditional masculinity is there's also responsibility that, you know, hey, it's women and children first that you're there to protect the community. And, and that 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 with that great power comes responsibility. And this writer's point was that, you know, uh, the Tate version of masculinity that is now being peddled to a lot of people wants uh, all all the bluster and the bravado and the benefits of that and the status and the domination without any other responsibility. Yeah, as you know, since you've been a guest on this is the 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 treaties, I guess, if you want to call it that, of the show that I'm trying to get mm-hmm. uh, uh, forward. The show, Citizen, it's like we we whine about our rights and talk about our rights a lot, but we don't do a whole lot in, in the way of securing those rights with effort and responsibility. Yep. Right. And that's kind of, that's, that's how I see people like this. I mean, the, the biological purpose of masculinity um, and all that comes with it is to provide and protect, right. Provide mm-hmm. for your family and your society, whatever, however large that happens to be, and then protect them from both internal and external threats. That is literally the purpose of all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, you, you don't get this guy's stripping away all the pathologies from masculinity that come about when it's unchecked, when aggression's unchecked, or when mm-hmm. it's it's implemented incorrectly, and claiming that that is the true masculine ethos. It's it's the it's probably the most bastardized version of any anything I've ever seen in my life, including ma- major religions that get turned towards evil sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is way worse than that. It's cool. Here's here's what being a real man is. It's cool to be a good man, to take care of people. It's cool to be good to women. It's cool to be a good father. It's cool to be a functioning and productive member of society. It's not cool to be some fucking cunt in an argument with a 17-year-old on the internet about how yeah. many cars you have. You know what I mean? Unbe- like that, like that, embarrassing. That is, that's the weakest shit I've ever... Only from a, a, a pathologically deep-seated insecurity to something like that come forward. So nobody should take this guy seriously ever. And it's weird to me how many people, and it frankly, this, this is uh, anecdotal, I guess, but it seemed to me, especially on Twitter, the same people that were defending him before all of this went down were the same people defending Kanye when he was acting like an idiot. It's like anybody that kind of brushes up against your worldview, we've gotten so antagonistic as a society now you put yourself in a position where you have to defend this asshole and all the stupid shit he does yeah you don't it is perfectly acceptable not to take a side in a fight between two assholes perfectly acceptable Absolutely. Well, also, I think you see is that uh, a lot of people are instinctually going to defend the Tates 
or the Kanye's because they position them as it's oppositional in the culture war to the quote unquote establishment. And th- right. that's too, there's a smidgen of truth there. Right. I mean, if you watch if I watch I didn't watch any Tate until I think he got banned a few months ago from social media. I was like, all right, I got it. Guess I got to check this guy out and have an opinion on him. Um, and OK, there were a few things. One, if he's trying to portray himself as a, a comedian, some sort of, you know, modern day di- uh, digital version of Andrew Dice Clay. Mm. There are a few things he said that were funny. If I looked at it, there are a few things he said that were correct uh, about some of the bromides and orthodoxies being peddled to us by the establishment. Right. Um, and the problem is people can't be so desperate to sink their teeth in and, and embrace that. Uh, you've got to be able to acknowledge them as correct in in those regards without embracing them entirely. Uh, uh, there's an online is someone that I think we both are connected to on Twitter named Sirut Chawa, who's a mm. female psychologist. She's great and she mentioned uh be careful who you hit your wagon to in this culture war just because someone says a few common sense truths doesn't mean they have the most honorable motivations and i think we're seeing that over and over again yeah for sure and it's you know i, I would i he did say has said some things that are in there that are funny in the right context yeah uh, but the context comes from how ludicrous the thing you're saying is and that everybody is in on the joke like this isn't real yeah. everybody knows it. that's why it's funny um, but you know, when, when your version of that is backed up by real life bullshit, like you're actually mm-hmm. doing the things that you're joking about doing, that's not a joke anymore. You're just trying to, uh, to me that, that is very akin to how serial killers, uh, want the credit for all this. Like they, <laughs> they feel, they feel morally righteous and they out themselves intentionally, whether it's intentional, like, uh, yeah. or conscious or subconscious. And this guy wants to be like a tough guy. I was a kickboxer. Meanwhile, He's making his money off the backs of misogyny and and others and not his own merit, right? This guy's not inventing something that's helping humanity. He's just taking advantage of people that can can be that's weakness. That's not strength. Yeah. And we're going to get into the specifics of him and, and his arrest and our views on why he did get arrested in a minute. But that's that's also an interesting point, because this guy, clearly he shows off. Uh, he shows off a lot of wealth. He obviously lives a certain lifestyle. And that's what attracts a lot of people, particularly a lot, a lot of young people to him. And it's like it would be one thing if it was Floyd Mayweather who uh, attained his wealth through that physical activity, through mm-hmm. combat sports. OK, Floyd Mayweather is a boxer, gets paid a lot for boxing. Fucking kickboxers don't make that much money. OK, Andrew Tate. Don't don't have any Ferraris and jets because of kickboxing. Okay. Right. His business is webcam girls and selling, selling drop shipping courses and crypto courses to, you know, to losers and like exclusive uh, participation in telegram chats that he participates in once every month. Okay. And, and like that seems the people that uh, will gravitate towards defending him for culture war reasons. It's like, guys, look at how he's actually making his money. I mean, this is super lowbrow stuff, which is even more so why and then I'm in a Twitter fight right now with someone who says, uh, 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 of course, the global elites wanted to shut Andrew Tate up. Who the what? Imagine thinking global elites give a shit about this guy who runs Romanian webcam girls and drop shipping courses. Okay, he's not a threat to anyone just because he hates the same people that you hate. And we'll have more of the prevailing narrative after the break. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? 
Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it's beyond you know, back, back to something we we discussed at the beginning, uh, just the the vacuum and the predatory uh, uh, magnetism that happens in a vacuum like that. Mm-hmm. It's really common, extremely common in the social space right now. How, uh, uh, you know, and th- this is just an extreme case, I think, that involves crime and abuse that we'll get to, I guess, in a minute. But there are dozens and dozens of these loser grifters who take the worst parts of things, whether it's masculinity or business or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or, 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 uh, uh, becoming healthy and just turn it into a fucking cult, right? It, this is all, that's all it is. is They're turning it into a cult and trying to get the, they're trying to position themselves where the majority of people that follow them won't question anything they say. And then Mm -hmm. they can continuously come up with new ideas or new products, some way to monetize that situation. This is classic cult bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, <clears throat> a big part of it is how they chant, they, they convince all these people to ch- both champion them and their shitty behavior. And they're essentially using, they, yeah. they, they latch themselves onto these larger movements. Um, we saw it with third wave. Fe- th- this is third wave feminism all over again. It's exactly the same. How, it's it's exactly for you to the elaborate on that. Well, so first wave feminism is like, Hey, can we do things without getting murdered? sweet that's that's good yeah uh uh can we vote sweet Tw- what 1920 we can vote now uh <clears throat> second wave feminism we want to enter the workplace sweet that's that should be a thing as a matter of fact what we know historically about economics is when women are freest and entering the workplace economies do the best we know that for a fact and it's a good indicator of an evolved sophisticated society right. that is technologically proficient absolutely but- but third wave feminism brought in the Foucault Marxist nonsense where mm-hmm. my feelings are now part of my physical body. And if you yeah. injure them, you've injured me physically. And it's nonsense, right? And mm-hmm. it's not real. I don't think most people at the beginning found that idea just as ludicrous as reasonable people do now, but it turns into an industry the same mm-hmm. way that people, man, there are rich people now who got rich telling other people how to get rich. That's not a business. Yeah. That is yeah. snake oil. It's nonsense. That's a fucking pyramid scheme without the product. You yeah. know what I mean? It's stupid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they latch onto these larger movements mostly to shield themselves from the consequences of their predatory behavior and, and moralize that situation so they can make money off of it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just the new snake oil salesman. It's the same thing with conservatives in the Trump movement, where like this dude, frankly, I would prefer him to be in office over Joe Biden right now. But that doesn't mean that you have to agree with every single thing he says. And you certainly shouldn't position yourself such that you have to defend his shitty behavior. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like, hey, I like the fact that he had uh, Israel doing peace deals with five of the richest Middle Eastern countries, giving them, you know, a, a monetary reason not to fuck with Israel. That's a really yep. good idea. It's a very smart strategy. Uh, we talked about it two and a half years ago when it first started. 
And I was like, this is very obvious what he's doing. He's picking off the richest countries in the Middle East because they care more about money at this point than they do about Wahhabist bullshit. It's a very smart uh, strategic move. The stuff he did with China was really smart. But shut the fuck up, dude. Yeah. Like act like a president. That's part of the job. I'm sorry. It's correct. I, if you feel like, oh, it's that's selling out, man. That's being part of the establishment. No, it's being a goddamn adult and a professional. Yeah. That's what it is. But yeah. anyways, I'm ranting now, but they people people have positioned themselves such and it didn't start with Trump. It's it's been going on with the political parties for a long time where you have to defend indefensible positions because you've aligned yourself with this. Or that, or that it doesn't make any sense. That's not the way any of this is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you find yourself continually on the side of defending, uh, you know, really gauche, you know, vulgar people who do seem to be adopting some really bad toxic ideas like Trump, Kanye, Tate, etc., mm-hmm. you got to start looking at where the entry point is for that. What what is your what what's kind of top of the filter for your your framework for how you see the world that continues to lead you towards embracing not you but anybody out there mm-hmm. embracing these people and i think that's that's where a lot of people are missing the point and then you know it was uh i think it very much in this case is the uh uh pissing off the establishment right and and we understand that there is some value to that and that 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 in being vocal about um, a, being vocal about attacking a lot of the sacred cows of whether it is the you know diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, uh, industrial complex, the medical establishment during COVID, et cetera, et cetera. If you adopt some contrarian, correct positions and do so loudly, okay, great. That's step one. If that's the top of the if that that's the top of the funnel for your first filter. Great, but you got you got to be more careful in analyzing where those people go after that. Simply, it, simply being correct on those contrarian positions alone um, does not does not a guru make, does not yeah. a role model make, right? right? And I think people got to be a little more shrewd there. Um, so, in, to, in, in, to the point about the masculinity vacuum, and to give Tate a little, or at least people who may be a little more sympathetic to Tate, a little bit of a bone here. Um, I understand why. Uh, what the appeal of a guy like Tate is currently, because then let's contrast him with Peterson, right? And I think we both agree. Peterson, smart guy, um, is able to synthesize and communicate timeless wisdom, um, but was probably his, his his destiny was to be his proper destiny was to be a uh, you know relatively a mildly well known academic in academia, and you know maybe uh, somewhere probably in the third decile of controversy. Um, he was not meant to be this famous figure in the middle of a culture war and be this combative hostile guy and that's probably leading him to sit you know to have a bit of a scrambled message these days however um his original messages about simply not deep one you know understanding that there are inherent differences between men and women and those have those have been expressed historically in ways that have led men generally to be at the top of certain hierarchies and that there's nothing necessarily wrong with that so that women occupy women have occupied a certain place in society for certain biological and technical limitations over the course of centuries some of those have been released is why you see more women in positions of power but then if you drag the sample size out long enough you're going to find more men at the top of these hierarchies for a number a number of reasons um, or even I, you know, the the uh, the observation that uh, historically in texts and philosophy, women have represented chaos. Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. That the feminine is more chaotic and unpredictable and emotion based, and that's not uh, true in all cases. But you, as as a general uh, as a, a general trend, you can identify that, right? And he says these very reasonable things that maybe you could take issue with, and they call him the devil. 
right? And the reaction of the establishment to that, um, the New York Times piece, uh, Jordan Peterson, cust- uh, custodian of the patriarchy, he says there's a crisis in masculinity. And then this is the, the kicker. Why won't women, all these wives and witches just behave? Like trying to ascribe that point of view to Jordan Peterson, which mm. is, of course, ridiculous. It bears no no uh, relationship to reality whatsoever. So when you can ma- when society or the establishment is demonizing very basic common sense wisdom and observations about the sexes, that creates the space for uh, a Tate to come in because he's the only one. You know that that smidgen of truth that you do see with a Tate that has way more value. So when he says ten things that you know eight of which are very stupid, one that that is kind of a joke and one that's kind of interesting that one interesting observation has more value because nobody else is making interesting observations because anyone who does gets called the custodian of the patriarchy right yeah i mean it's it's very silly to be honest um but you know the, in uh in analytical literature this is this is something that's you you find it in almost every major rel- religious text this is how deeply woven into our uh uh, uh, I guess exegetical studies over time. This is uh, like Paul, for example, said, "Study all things and hold fast to what is true." That, mm-hmm. That's a that's that's from uh, the New Testament. You you find it in uh, even Reagan, trust but verify that whole trust but verify thing. You you hear this same phrase reiterated in different ways over and over and over again. Does it say take into consideration? you know how much you'd like the person speaking or whatever Mm -hmm. right before you analyze the facts involved because that doesn't make any sense one of the things i tell people a lot and it's kind of uh on i guess on the flip side of this is don't necessarily dismiss an articulated problem simply because you don't like the solution being offered or because you don't like the person saying it because Mm -hmm. that's how that's how antifa continues to make progress because People ignore the issues that they're fucking talking about. And then the only person left in that conversation is the asshole. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the gun debate. All these conservatives who just want to say, shall not be infringed and and slam the table and get up and walk away. Cool, man. You just left the conversation. And now your lessers, your lessers, crazy people who don't have your best interest in mind are going to come start making decisions Mm -hmm. for you because you were too petulant and too angry or full of rage to sit down and have a conversation like an adult. Uh, And on the flip side, we're doing the same thing with this guy, except we bundle information. That's, that's the human brain is just a very complex engine that determines between threats and benefits. Right. I mean, that's really Mm -hmm. what it is. That's, that's probably what all brains are, but it's easier for us to bundle images. Like I see the structure of your face. I know that's Matt Belinsky. I see the Republican party and here's 10 bullet points for what they stand for, but that's not really accurate, right? Like there's mm-hmm. so much more going on there and each one of the individual parts, particularly when you're talking about society become more and more important. So the, the idea that uh, somebody has gotten one thing right or wrong and then everything else they say uh, from that point forward is either right or wrong. That's called the Gelman amnesia effect. And it's mm-hmm. not real. Like it, it, it's, it's you can look that up. Gelman amnesia. Is it's, Gelman or Geldman with a D? No, no D. Two, two okay. L's. Um, so basically, it works in the in the primary and in the inverse. In the primary, it is that imagine you're reading the financial section of the New York Times over the over the course of six weeks, and every single article 
wrong about predicting mm-hmm. the future, but you still go back to the New York Times looking for information about finances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it works in the inverse as well. You see one wrong thing and you just assume everything's wrong after that. Now, to your point about the gender role thing, Northern Europe has found this out. And I don't know why this is so goddamn uh, hard for people to understand or controversial that the more egalitarian a society becomes, the more likely, and I'm talking about orders of magnitude more mm-hmm. likely people are to fit to self-select into traditional gender yep. roles right there this should surprise no one because it's goddamn biology it shouldn't surprise anybody that they're like the the male to female nurse ratio in america is i think 40 60 and i think in uh in egalitarian like the netherlands for example and egalitarian more egalitarian netherlands sweden places like that it's 82 percent mm-hmm. women you know what I mean? Not because they have to or because anybody's pressuring them to, because nobody cares and they decided to do it because for whatever reason, their biologic, biological uh, urges or or skills or traits or whatever it is are more aligned with that. That's yeah. just how it fucking works, dude. And it's not a bad thing. That's the crazy no. thing. I mean, uh, uh, the framing, uh, the understanding that males and females have a different biological acro- and chrome it, that m- humans are dimorphic, right? Like we segment into yeah. male and female, ba- different chromosomal basis. And that between that and, you know, the thousands and thousands of years of evolution that within those two, you know, within those two categories have self-selected for a number of traits that, you know, matched what. A society needed from a male and needed from a female over those years that you're going to get different tastes and preferences and the 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 extent to which western society over this last decade has demonized or made that a tab a taboo toxic uh, uh toxic idea that that these that male and female will have different tastes and preferences mm-hmm. and that as opposed to you know the notion that any female that does have more a traditional female interests has some sort of internalized misogyny it's just batshit insane yeah that's really stupid i mean uh, imagine how imagine how uh, uh insane and offensive that is to a woman who wants to be a, who everything in her body biologically is telling her to uh have some children and somebody say oh that's just the patriarchy telling you to you got to do some like I'm, I'm pretty sure that i could figure out what i want dude just shut the fuck up but you know it, it's it is uh this social pressure now has been amplified so much by social media over the past yeah. like tw- i guess 20 years almost now um it's 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 shown the fragility of human psychology i'll say that because there it's and maybe this is just part of the natural cycle i don't know but maybe it does take actual hardship to create people that are that are capable in life you know what i mean i mean it's very possible that all the things you do all the mistakes you make whatever not necessarily were preordained but they're definitely going to have some input on your success in the future whether it's failure or success Mm -hmm. you know what i mean uh every every mistake you make you're going to learn from it every fucking right thing you do you've got an opportunity to learn and build on but Mm -hmm. we've we're in this vacuum now where it's all of the attention i have you read the attention merchants by tim Wu? no definitely add that to your list uh uh he just how our attention has been captured by it actually started with so (laughs) you got to read this book it's great in the late 19th century when advertising really started to ramp up 
Do you know where they got all of their original source material and how to do advertising? It was from government propaganda, right? That's that's they mm-hmm. learned from government propaganda how to advertise, and then, you know, uh, uh, Madison Avenue happened in the twenties and thirties, and then the government, FBI stood up, and the agency stood up, and then they start borrowing from Madison Avenue and and actually have people working in Madison Avenue. If you think this whole thing with the FBI and Central Intelligence Agency having people working at tech firms is new, it's not. They've worked in in the telecommunications mm-hmm. industry and in the advertising industry since the beginning of the, those respective agencies that's just how it is because there's so much you know synergy i guess in the, in the ideas but we haven't developed the ability to to process all of that information and tell quickly who's full of shit and who's not for some reason mm-hmm. uh, maybe we're just lagging evolutionarily and we'll figure it out at some point maybe this is our achilles heel right this is whatever killed the dodo this is it for us you know what i mean it's hard it's hard to say but i think there are some pretty obvious lessons one don't make random internet people your fucking hero that's 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 a good fucking start right there maybe don't have heroes at all who aren't actual (laughs) heroes you know what i mean and then even if you have heroes who are actually heroes understand that just like you and just like me these people are deeply flawed human beings because we all are, right? Stop worshiping people and live your life in a principled way. And we'll have more of the prevailing narrative after the break. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My thought is, in particular as applied to this situation, don't choose your heroes just based on what, what they're against and who they piss off. I think that that's the low hanging fruit that a lot of people are grabbing these days. And as I said, I, I can understand and sympathize. Uh, there's a nugget I can sympathize with because of how any how the, the establishment. Yes, it does exist, does treat anyone who does uh, make any common sense, basic observations about the sexes and masculinity these days. But people are really grabbing on to, you know, to anybody uh based on a really purely oppositional framework if you're opposed to um, what the message is coming from powerful institutions and yes that message is typically wrong and needs to be opposed but you got to go one layer deeper and look at how these people live in their lives more generally and and that's a that is the ultimate lesson with Tate because you've got so many people that and a lot of people you know who are, who are relatively um, constructive commentators on a lot of other issues but they seem to be defending tate just in this uh, this suggestion like i said that the he's a threat to the global elites and he's being punished because of that and then it's completely ignoring the actual criminal and you know unethical behavior that he's involved in that is the basis for his wealth and let's get into a little bit of it 
uh, this Laya Helpern uh, character who I uh, used to follow on Twitter and just she got into too many much of this bullshit. Uh, and she's referring to Tate and goes, if you teach men to be strong, independent and suspicious of the government, you get arrested. They cannot have rich, powerful, free thinkers roaming around. The Matrix, the Matrix is in overdrive right now. Um, you got that Ian Smith guy who mentioned crazy how they can arrest the Tate brothers for alleged human trafficking, but haven't arrested a single Epstein Maxwell client off of the list. OK, Jeffrey Epstein was a, a wealthy Wall Street financier that spent three multiple decades uh, uh, cultivating relationships with the most powerful business people and politicians on earth. Andrew Tate, his commercial activity, his business was webcam girls and porn in Eastern Europe and on drop, drop shipping crypto courses to low income earners and guys who weren't cool in high school. OK, mm. that's how he made his money. The, you breed different enemies from those two types of commercial activities. OK, and so to get into a little bit of this and why Tate was arrested and the whole idea that they're that the same authorities might be after Tate or Epstein and that they're operating by, the, by and that you can expose some hypocrisy by suggesting that they should be that should they should have the same motives I was like no like Andrew Tate got arrested by Romanian authorities and why because he was operating webcam businesses out of that jurisdiction uh, with in with girls that were taken from other Eastern European mm. countries that might have been taken under some un, and kept there under some unsavory circumstances and this is something that you identified early on yeah, I mean it's uh, well. First of all, it, this isn't an all of a sudden kind of situation. Also um, true. He was arrested in April. I think it was April 11th of this year for the same. Well, I guess technically by the time this airs, it'll be last year, April 11th of last year, mm -hmm. for the same thing and held for five hours. My guess is just from having conducted investigations in the past, they didn't have enough to pen him down right then, so they mm -hmm. cut him loose and continued to moderate him. And him, look, <clears throat> if you're in a country and the federal police come and detain you for five, detain and question you for five hours about a very specific thing. And then you continue doing that thing afterwards out in the open with no protections. You're a fucking idiot. So anybody that yeah. looked up to this guy for advice should be feeling pretty foolish at this point because it, it at like the best case scenario is he's a really dumb criminal. You know what I mean? Yeah. A uh, bad tactician. Yeah. Um, it, it's so stupid, but yeah, he was arrested in April for this. And my guess is they happen to, uh, find enough evidence at this point to, to charge him with a crime. He's being held for a minimum of a month, month right now, just mm -hmm. as they process the charges because he's a flight risk. Obviously he's a wealthy man with a lot of contacts and such. Um, and as far flouted as, the yeah flouted the legal system there yeah, and been yeah. in his messaging said that he's above the law. Well, yeah. maybe some people with the local authorities and law enforcement aren't going to take so kindly to that. Yeah, this is the whole John Gotti thing, right? Just keep your fucking mouth shut, dude. When when you yeah. when you he 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 does a fucking cover shoot for what was it Time Magazine? I think it was Time Magazine. Mm. Uh, Teflon the Teflon Don was all over New York Post and New York Times. When you beat the feds, you keep your mouth shut and go home. You don't brag. You don't spike the football. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to live that life, you take the win and you get the fuck out of the way, man. Uh, but yeah. this guy doesn't for, – for him, it's not about any of that stuff. It's all about image. It's stupid. Um, yeah. But my, my understanding from some people I've spoken to is that the reason Romania is hyped up on this now is because they've been trying to join Shenzhen for a while and haven't mm -hmm. been able to because of rampant corruption, getting paid off by people like Andrew Tate and yep. – uh, he stuck his head out and they played whack-a-mole. That's what happened. It had nothing Correct. to do with it had nothing to do specifically with uh Greta Thunberg, although that is pretty funny. <laughs> um 
that, it's, it was almost too perfect. And uh, uh, another uh, another perfect encapsulation of the nonsense of the online world with the stories and the clickbait that then went rampant about Andrew claiming that Andrew Tate was captured because of that response video he taped uh, in response to Thunberg with him show, having a pizza box, which was also strange to be in the video. That was a, a, a local Bucharest. Uh, well, not maybe Bucharest, but a local Romanian pizza place and that the Romanian authorities knew that he was in the country um, because of that video. No, that was not true, despite many tweets and articles that got heavy audience and a ton of likes and traction on social media claiming to the claiming that that's how he got caught. And that's also, a, a, like I said, a great case study in that the store, the narrative was perfect. Ooh, uh, hyper masculine asshole that pisses everybody off decides to pick a fight with poor Greta Thunberg or whatever the fuck her name is and uh, just, and gets gotten and gets arrested because that revealed his location. Okay, that's, that's a great story. And a ton of people ran with that, right? I think there was a Daily Beast article and the Daily Beast at least claims to be a serious publication and there was no basis to that whatsoever tate had had tate was a big social media poster he had posted that yeah. he was in romania days before do you think like, romania has like no three days prior yeah. man i mean jesus christ 10 seconds you could have you could have debunked the entire thing with 10 seconds of correct effort. and i'll this is one of the maxims that i live by this is one of the most important things to me the more something makes sense to me personally the more suspicious of come yep. because that's the only antidote to confirmation bias and and that is what social media and the larger media and whomever else is involved in framing these narratives for us what sometimes it just happens naturally they prey on that shit yes they hope that you're dumb enough to not look a step further it's like a guy showing up on your doorstep to sell you a vacuum cleaner from a company that doesn't exist mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's like all you got to do is pick up your phone look on the internet like oh got bankrupt get the fuck off my property yeah you know what i mean just that one extra step is all you have to do and this shit gets shut down immediately right but you know we can't be bothered to do that we're 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 more uh whatever social credit we get for things whether it be putting you know a uh, 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 hypodermic needle or a ukrainian flag on our twitter bio mm -hmm. or whether it's owning the libs or whatever the fuck else you don't get the social credit if you yeah. just look at something like, oh, that's not real. Like, oh, you're a fucking, you're, you're just a hater. Like, no, I'm just trying to get the right information. But because people get, people make really big decisions based on the collective information in a society. And if our information is wrong, we're going to make bad decisions. And the wrong people yeah. are going to succeed and the, and the wrong people are going to get hurt. It's not how any of this is supposed to work. And I think our entire discussion and what was fascinating to me about this topic in general, and, you know, like I said, at the outset of this conversation, I don't find Tate an otherwise worthy subject, but for better, for worse, he's become a perfect uh, canvas for all these issues is this is really important. Media literacy, confirmation bias, and, and how it impacts the channels of communication and information flow in the digital age has a massive impact on our society, on people's lives, on how they interact with each other. And this just provided, it, it, there's just so many lessons you can take away from this instance both you know both uh, the the path and tra the trajectory of Tate, this Thunberg interaction, his arrest, everything. Um, it was an interesting piece. Ben Dreyfus, the son of actor Richard Dreyfus, he's a, he's a journalist, online commentator, and I'll give him credit because he's someone who admits he wrote a piece on falling for the they found Tate through the pizza box and the Thunberg video hoax and the fake news piece, and he owned up to it and he did a piece kind of stating you know explaining how this was a lesson in media failure and misinformation, and I, I recommend that piece. And yet. 
another reason why there, I, despite me, in, despite you know us acknowledging that Tate is the uh, the wrong hero for this moment, understanding why people like him have risen in this moment because uh, of how rampant. Uh, how rampant this fake news is and how everybody takes and runs with this clickbait and his piece was, was super interesting because it's explaining that oh wow it didn't take he admits it didn't take much for me to realize this was false and I because it was a good story because it confirmed my priors I took it and run, ran with it and a lot of other people did as well and we got to admonish everybody to just God it's that second step to take one go through one more step of verification to determine whether or not something that really fits your priors is true or not yeah, and that's what, by the way, the whole uh, you, you see this pop up in health and fitness and and mental health a lot. This idea of delayed gratification, mm-hmm. it's not just to to well, it's certainly not just to do it to do it, and it's not to uh, it's not because the part where you're delaying edifies you in some way necessarily. It's just to take a beat and mm-hmm. and let. Your, your brain captures so much information that you're not aware of all the time. If you like for, I, I used to teach uh, uh, situational awareness and threat protection stuff. If your brain is telling you something's wrong, almost always there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's huge. It doesn't mean that you need to overreact to it, but it does. That's, that's the smoke. Now you got to look for the fire. Right. And I like, uh, I really like this stuff. I like Dreyfus's article about being duped. I think it's really important in the mm-hmm. same way. It's important to show your work on a math problem when you're trying to learn, because either you later, when you figure out the right answer or your, your teacher, professor, or whatever can easily see where exactly where you went wrong and then correct the process because it's the process that matters. That's mm-hmm. what's going to be there. That's why we run drills. It's that's what muscle memory is. It's why you fucking memorize things because when all chaos is going on, the process will still be there. The information, like it's going through a fucking Plinko chain will, mm-hmm. will you know, uh, uh, go down, go down the pipeline, hit the right markers and you get the right piece of information at the end. But if you have a corrupted, it's garbage in garbage out in data terms, G I G O. If you put shit data into your fucking algorithm, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter how good the algorithm is. You're going to get shit on the other end. Yep. Yep. And in this day and age, when we are consuming, the, as you mentioned earlier, the amount of information that we are consuming is just exponentially higher uh, than even people who try to be offline. Uh, forget even the people who aren't very online like, you know, like you and I are right. Um, you're just the, the construct of modern society, particularly Western society. You are getting uh, it, there's a barrage of information coming from so many different sources. And it's even more important to, you know, apply that kind of the, those the mathematical framework of showing your work and understanding that and understanding process to it. It's, it's uh, I guess you're almost applying the math to the verbal. Right. You know, the reading comprehension section of the SATs, you now have to in your day to day life be more diligent about and be thinking harder about. And that's how you don't get duped by the Tates. You don't get duped by the Daily Beasts and this other uh, more traditional digital media uh, or mainstream media clickbait. Um, And uh, that will keep you a health. Well, might not make you happier because it might reveal some uh, uh, some unsavory aspects of modern living in modern society, but it will make you a more conscious person. And that's something we all should aim for. Um, It is New Year's Eve. So, Dan, I'm going to let you go, but cannot thank you enough for coming on particularly on short notice, but uh, this is a fantastic discussion. And, and, you know, as we've said, uh, for better, for worse, the, the perfect, you know, the, the perfect uh, playground to analyze these issues, uh, culture war paranoia and where that gets skewed, the masculinity vacuum, what has given rise to it, how we might solve it. Um, and that's probably one that we should elaborate on at some point. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, tell everybody where they can find you on the Internet. 
Yeah, you can find me uh, at Dan Holloway pretty much everywhere. You can find uh, Drinking Bros Podcast or Citizen Podcast anywhere you can find those things. Fantastic. Everybody have a happy new year. By the time you're listening to this one, I hope you had one. Um, This is the prevailing narrative. I am Matt Belinsky. Once again, you can listen and subscribe to The Prevailing Narrative on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. Make sure to follow me on my socials at Matt Belinsky, M-A-T-T-B-I-L-I-N-S-K-Y. The Prevailing Narrative is a Cavalry Audio production produced by Brandon Morgan, executive produced by Dana Brunetti and Keegan Rosenberger. For Cavalry Audio, I'm Matt Belinsky. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.